Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to the Heart. Thank you guys for being here today. My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here at the heart, and uh, I'm grateful for you, uh, for you to be here today. Before we get into the message or, or anything else today, I want you to just take a brief moment to let yourself just be here in this moment. I know that uh, maybe some of you came off a crazy week, a wild week, uh, some shenanigans happened with your boss or with your employees, and Maybe you didn't get a lot of sleep this past week, or, or maybe this week you got a big week coming up, and you're not sure what's what, what's in store for you. You're not sure what's what's coming up next for you tomorrow or, or or the next couple of days. There's plenty to worry about, and I just want to invite you for the next 25 minutes or so to just be here, to just be here in this moment, to to maybe bring some expectation, some expectation of what God could speak to you through this message, what, what, what God could awaken inside of you because what you might hear today. We, uh, we started a message series last week called Expressions. Uh, we, we were talking about the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does inside of us. And we took some time, so I, I, I want to, I, I highly encourage you to go listen to that first one. Um, if you're, uh, if you, if you haven't yet, uh, you can find it on, you know, wherever you get podcasts or on, on YouTube, because I, I, I did some explanation about what it means when, when we read the Bible and it refers to the Holy Spirit, because some of us growing up, Holy Spirit kind of was one of those phrases where we're not, not quite sure what that is. And if you grew up with it being called the Holy Ghost, well, ghost is also connected to a lot of horror movies you might see. So Holy Ghost might be something scary or there's a lot of uncertainty. And so just to, to kind of put it simply, again, I, I encourage you to go listen to that first message, Expressions Part 1, is the Holy Spirit is, is referred to, it, it, when, they, when they refer to the Holy Spirit in the Bible, it's basically God's presence on earth. It could almost be translated to holy wind or holy breath. The same word was used to describe wind or like the breath of life. So when they say Holy Spirit, it's God's presence on earth. God's presence in us is what they refer to as the Holy Spirit. And so we were looking at Galatians 5. The reason we, we chose to kind of dig into that is we're looking at Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. And it might be familiar to, to some of you. Uh, it might not. So I want to, just for, just for a, a point of reference, I want to quickly read Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And if you didn't grow up in church, I just want to let you know, uh, the writers, uh, the authors of the different books in the Bible, they did not separate these out into chapters and verses. Okay, we did that. We The translators did that to help make it easier to reference. So, you know, Paul wasn't writing this letter and says, okay, chapter five, this is going to be the end. And in conclusion, you know, he doesn't, it's not how he wrote it. So Galatians was actually a, a letter written by a man named Paul. And here's what he says in Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23. He says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit, there it is, God's presence within you, okay, 
produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. That's where we got the title of the series, Expressions. The Holy Spirit within you is divine love. And that divine love has varied expressions, and here's what they are. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. This is what's referred to as the fruit of the spirit. These different things that we talk about. These different things, joy, peace, patience. So we have made the choice to take some time to dig into these, and rather than just reading it quickly, like we just did, we're going to take some time to dig into these particular concepts, because they're not just words, they're not just things to, to put on our wall, they're not just things to put on our, uh, on our screensaver, on our computer or our phone, our wallpaper. Screensaver? How old is this guy? Remember that little toaster? <laughs> is anybody old enough to remember the toaster bouncing around? Okay, just me and Robert. <laughs> These are the different concepts of the fruit of the Spirit. We want to dig into those. And they're called expressions. See, some verses, some, some translations will have the first one as love. This one doesn't because all of these are expressions of God's divine love. God's divine love allows us to express joy. And so today I want to talk a little bit about peace. Could anybody use a little bit more peace in their life? Anybody with me on this? A little bit more peace in their life. Okay, a few people. Peace can mean different things to different people. Sometimes peace means the absence of war, right? There's war, there's battle, and then finally in between the war, we can have a little bit of peace. Peace can be this like relief in between one battle to the next, Sometimes peace can almost be waiting for the next battle to start. And sometimes that's what the Bible means with the word peace, but not here, not in this verse, not in this particular context. Peace here, when it says peace that subdues, has a very deep and rich meaning. I, uh, if you don't know anything about me, or even if you do know me, I don't know if you know this about me. If you do know it about me, don't raise your hand, please. I am very good, and I, and I don't want you to raise your hand, but if you're with me, just give me a little wink so I know you're with me, okay? I am very good at holding grudges. I am fantastic at holding grudges. I am so good at holding grudges. How good is he? I'm so good at holding grudges. That if somebody mentions something about Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, he's a legend. He passed away too soon, tragic. Somebody says, you know, Kobe Bryant did this. I'm like, yeah, but remember? Remember what happened? It's 20 years ago. Is a guy allowed to make mistakes? Not on my watch. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Michael Jordan. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. He's great. He's one of the goats. I am so good at holding 
a grudge. I want people to forgive me, right? I want people to not hold a grudge against me, but something happens, I'm holding a grudge against you. I'm not, that's, I, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not like, you know, my grudge holding abilities far surpass yours. But I can hold, I can hold a grudge. And then if I'm not my healthiest self, I'll kind of like not punish someone, but I'll withhold love, withhold affection, give dirty looks. And I know, I know that everyone in here is not, you're not grudge holders, maybe, probably. I can hold grudges against people. I can think of, y'all, I can think of people, I'm talking core memories, middle school, high school, people who have wronged me, you know? And I could probably, I could, you know, and, okay, not middle, middle school and high school. That was, what, 10 years ago I was in high school? Jeez Louise, let it go, Dom. You know, I, I can think of things, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, this past year, where if I explain the situation to you, you probably, 90% of you, 80% of you would agree with me. Yeah, you are justified in being upset about that. Maybe you wouldn't inherently agree with the grudge that I hold. But you probably would agree with, yeah, that, that's not cool that that person said that to you. That's not cool that that person did that to you. And I would feel justified. In the same way, I, I bet you have some experiences in your life where if you explain them to me, I'd be like, man, that... I would be upset about that too. Where do they live? Let's get some toilet paper and throw it all over their house. There's, there, there's some situations where we would be justified in, in, in being upset. And, and there's some situations where maybe I don't hold a grudge, but I will secretly stay mad at this person. For years, for years. I can think of uh, some, some guys in high school that I thought were jerks. And every now and then, I don't know why I'm friends with them on Facebook. You know how you're like connected to people on Facebook? You're like, why do I follow this person again? But you don't want to unfollow them. You don't know the rules there, you know, so whatever. This is one particular guy. He probably doesn't even know. He probably doesn't follow me or whatever. And every time I see him, I'm like, oh, man, he was a jerk. Now, put your, just think about this for a second. That was my 16-year-old self thinking his 16-year-old self was a jerk, and I am carrying that around <laughs> for 21 years. Still a jerk. He's got to be. <laughs> There's no way he's changed. <laughs> I've grown. I've matured. I know he hasn't. You know how I can tell from that smug smile on his face with his beautiful kids and his great wife and his happy life. Ugh, what a jerk. This is the, these are the grudges that I carry. Now, maybe for yourself, like I said, you're not a grudge carrier, but I wonder, I wonder for you, what relationships in your life have ended on a bad note? Maybe, you don't, maybe you're not carrying a grudge, but have you ever had a relationship in your life and on a bad note. Maybe it was your fault, maybe it was their fault, maybe it was both of your faults. Is there a relationship in your life right now, a parent, a child, a cousin, somebody you used to work with, someone who used to be your best friend, somebody that you used to date, 
somebody that you used to be married to, and now that is a strained relationship. You avoid seeing them. You avoid talking to them. You, you overread, you overanalyze the text that they sent. They send you a text, you're like, oh my God, look what they said. What do you think that means? I know what it means. What relationship in your life is strained in that sense? Now, I started off today talking about, hey, I, I, I want to I talk about peace, and maybe you need some peace in your life. So why, oh why, am I talking about the broken relationships in your life? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because the word peace does not just mean the absence of war. In fact, peace, the Hebrew word for it and the Greek word for it, which was, we're, we're reading this particular verse right here was uh, originally written in Greek. And that translation of peace is closer to something that means complete or whole. A wholeness, a completeness. Now, I want to read a verse today. We just read Galatians, but I want to read a verse today that mentions peace. And I want to read this verse. This verse is, uh, they're words that were recorded by, this is in the book of Matthew. So recorded by Matthew. These are the words of Jesus. And, it, and it's in a part of, the part of this book where Jesus was kind of teaching to a large crowd of people. You may have heard it referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. And he starts off by saying a couple of quick concepts, quick points, of certain kinds of groups of people that are blessed, people that have different attributes. And I want to read just very quickly verse 9. And I, I encourage you to go read the Sermon on the Mount. It'll take you all of four and a half minutes to read Matthew chapter 5. And I think it goes through the middle of chapter 7. But here's what I'm going to read. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. How joyful are you when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. How joyful are you when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. Another translation will say, blessed are the peacemakers. There is an action attached to peace here. Do you see that? How joyful are you when you make peace? That takes peace and makes it a verb. We make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. There's another verse. I didn't write it down here, but Jesus, he says something to his disciples. He says, I leave you peace. My peace, I live you. I'm giving you my peace. So what is peace then? Is peace just sitting down quietly with your favorite rain sound on or your ocean sound or your white noise or whatever you have? Is peace just the calm before the storm? Is peace that little moment you have 
when you wake up and before you get out of bed? Is peace just something that you sit down and pray for and wait for, for God to bestow peace upon you, and now finally you are peaceful? It doesn't seem to be that way. It doesn't seem to be that way because peace, translating to something more like a, a completeness or wholeness, that's why I'm talking about the relationships in your life, the relationships in my life. Because you can have all your work done for the week. You can just finish that new hobby, that new hobby project that you had on your plate. You finish that. You did all your grocery shopping. All the laundry is done. You're like, whose house is this? <laughs> the cars are filled up with gas. The lawn is mowed. Everything is done that needs to be done. So can't, when you sit down, don't you think you would have peace. It's going to be hard to have peace if there are relationships in your life that are not restored, that are not taken care of. It's going to be tough to have peace in your life if you are still holding grudges against people. Dominic. <laughs> it's going to be tough to have peace in your life because we experience joy when we make peace. We don't get peace, and now we are joyful. We don't just sit here and say, God, give me peace. It looks like God is saying, you can have peace. Go make it. And we can make it because God's presence in us, spending time with God, that is an expression of God's love, making peace. An expression of God's love is making peace with the people in our life. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Peace isn't something that you wait for. Peace isn't something that you wait for. It's something that you bring with you. Don't sit at home waiting for God to deliver peace to you, get up, get out of your house and say, I'm going to bring peace with me. And I might not be good at it. I might not be able to figure it out right away, but I'm going to keep bringing it with me and try to give it out to people. The whole thing we're going to be talking about in this expressions series, the fruit of the spirit, all of these things that manifest in us when we have God with us, when we have God's presence, all of these things are things that we act upon. Last week we talked about joy, not receiving joy, expressing joy. So I don't want us to sit in our house and say, God, please give me peace. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge me to say, I'm going to leave my house and find the people that I need to make peace with. That's tough. That is a challenge. Sometimes that's a challenge for the people that I love. <laughs> but that is where we have a chance to grow our faith. That is where our faith is challenged. That's how we grow, is by saying, I am going to bring peace with me, and I am going to make peace. This amazing thing happens when we take time to make peace with the people in our life.
to make peace. And it's not just people. Maybe sometimes, maybe you need to make peace with God. Maybe you need to make peace with God or, or, or make peace with yourself. Maybe you made some bad decisions that have led you to where you are now. You can make peace with yourself. Sometimes the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Trust me, I know. Sometimes I feel like, forgive myself, I don't even like myself. I don't even want this guy around. Go away. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. Peaceful is what happens to you. You can have a peaceful moment, right? You can have a peaceful moment. Right in between when the work is done and you have to start doing chores for the night, you can have a little bit of a peaceful moment. Maybe you do the chores for the night, and you're like, I have a peaceful moment. You know what would be really great for this peaceful moment is to scroll TikTok for an hour. Anybody ruin their peaceful moments with TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff? Just me? Okay. There's one other brave soul. Peaceful is what happens to you. Peacemaking is how you happen to others. Instead of this verse saying, you get all of these things, You receive all this fruit from the Spirit. You receive joy. You receive peace. Instead of that, I think think with this verse, this verse is challenging our faith on some of the deepest levels. It's saying instead of you receiving peace, you will experience peace when you express peace. You see that? You see the difference? Peaceful. We can get a peaceful moment when we sit there and let it happen to us, but we create peace around us. We create peace in our family, in our life, at work, at school, in our marriage, with our kids, with our parents. We create peace. And then we have peace because we are making peace. Now, that's easier said than done because making peace, for you, it could mean some tough conversations coming up. And maybe that person isn't around anymore for you to have a tough conversation with. Maybe they moved away. Maybe they have passed. Maybe you have promised yourself you're never going to talk to them again. I'm not telling you you need to call everyone who you feel has ever wronged you. (laughs) I'm not going to call that guy (laughs) from like, hey, man, (laughs) I've been carrying this around for a while. And I'm sure you're still a jerk. Don't argue. I'm sure you are. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's, maybe it's just forgiveness. Maybe it's you needing to forgive someone for what they have said, for what they have done, for what they've said about you, for what they've made you look like. That's easier said than done. I, I, I don't, I don't want to pretend that I'm asking you to do something simple here. Well, I, I guess it is simple. But it's definitely not easy. We have a chance to make peace. We can have peace in our life. And what's so beautiful about what God does for us is he empowers us. It's not one of those things where it's on you. So if you don't have peace, it's your fault. It's not that. It's one of those things where you are empowered to bring peace. God wants you to have peace. It's part of the fruit of him with you. It's part of of the whole package. 
And so we can lean on God when we, when we feel weak, when we can't make it happen. We say, God, I need help with peace. And in those quiet times with God, if you ask God, where are the relationships that I need to make peace? No, I got to tell you, be careful. Don't ask God that. <laughs> Don't pray for that answer unless you want it. Because I, I, I don't blame it on me either. When you're praying and you're in your quiet time, you say, who do you want to make peace with? And a person comes up and you're like, no, not interested. That could be a good cue. <laughs> that could be a good cue, an indication of what is missing that could make you whole. What is missing that could make you complete. It's when we are complete that we experience peace. It's when we're whole that we express peace, not just in us, not just for us, but through us. Last thing I want you to write down is this. Making peace, making peace is bringing restoration to our life, our faith, and our relationships. Making peace is bringing restoration to our life, our faith, and our relationships. When Jesus said, I'm going to leave you peace, I wonder if he was talking about him going to the cross and restoring our relationship with the Father, restoring our relationship with God. Because what Jesus did made us whole. See that? See how peace is connected to that now? What he did restored us, made us complete in the eyes of God, and now we experience peace spiritually. How can we take that peace and express it through us to the people around us? I don't know what that looks like for you. I know some things I need to do. I need to stop bragging about how good I can hold a grudge. I need to take a look at the people in my life that I am holding at arm's length because I don't want to forgive them because they wronged me. But I'm starting to get a feeling, I'm starting to get a sense. Through Galatians 2, or Galatians 5, uh, verses 22 and 23, that the longer I put off forgiveness, the longer I hold on to that grudge, the longer I keep that at arm's length, the longer until I experience peace. And I gotta tell you, I wanna be, I want to be the kind of person who expresses peace to the people in my life. There's been a few, I don't, I don't wanna make it seem like I'm some monster that never forgives people, <laughs> um, even though I am. There's been a few conversations I've had in the past couple years of people that I feel have wronged me that weren't reaching out to me to make anything happen, but I didn't need them to reach out to me. I still wanted to make peace. So I called them up and basically said, hey, do you want to go have an awkward lunch with me for a couple hours? And they were like, yeah, I guess. 
So we go to lunch and we're having lunch for about an hour, an hour and a half. Don't talk about what happened at all. Talk about everything else. See how the Spurs are doing? Spurs aren't playing right now. It's not basketball season. Oh, yeah. How do you think they'll do? <laughs> how about this candidate? Huh? Which candidate? I don't know. I don't really follow politics. That's how that went until at the end, both of us were like, so, I'm really sorry about how that happened. Yeah, I am too. And that was it. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised about when you want to make peace and you make the steps to make peace. You'd be surprised how much that other person wants to make that peace in their life too. Now, I'm not saying everything. There's some people that I won't call. I just got to forgive. Okay? There's some people that they, they're not going to get a phone call from me. I'm not going to take them to lunch. But I want to forgive them. I want to forgive myself for the purpose of restoration, for the purpose of being complete, for the purpose of making myself whole, for the pur purpose of peace. If you could, close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. God, today, we pray for peace. We pray that you would show us the relationships, the situations, the areas in our life that are not quite complete, that are not quite whole. I pray that we would be able to make peace in those areas. Give us the strength and the boldness and the hope and the courage that we need to make peace with the people in our life that have wronged us, to make peace with ourselves for the things that we can't forgive ourselves for, to make peace with you or if we are holding a grudge against you. God, I thank you that you are a God that expresses your love in us and through us. And I pray that we would bring peace with us today. We would bring, uh, bring peace with us this week. We love you. We pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Evo Springtown. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.